0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Good Wednesday morning. On the very day that the Packers team president made sure everybody knew that, quote, the team, we're not idiots, (laughs) with regards to what's happening to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers had some questions and answers of his own. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Fellas, it's the story key. Whatever you were doing last night, I assume at some point you thought to yourself, are we going to talk about Aaron Rodgers for the third straight day to lead our show, considering he's not in the Super Bowl? Mahomes and Brady are, but this guy continues to dominate the headlines in a story that likely is not going to come to fruition, trade-wise, release-wise, leaving-wise. Yeah, we can't stop talking about it.
2: Well, you know, yesterday, for me, I had so much other stuff going on that my concentrations was there, At the same time, Zooming, but, you know, I had to deal with the snow. That was a bit of a problem.
1: (laughs) Flurried for like an hour. I know you're really... Every time
0: it snows, Key, I start thinking about you. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. No, be stressful.
2: I took a video and sent it to a couple of the top executives at ESPN and let them know that this here cannot continue. The snow is just not part of the... Keyshawn family DNA
1: now, they are powerful people at ESPN they can't control the weather you know that right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, they can,
2: well hey man <laughs> I mean,
0: they can we figure did, it out we did play the song going back to Cali I mean were we trying to say something to people
2: hey I I, I don't know but in the end Aaron Rodgers certainly uh mm-hmm. sent the message to some you know a little bit of people out there and they it got their attention it got everybody's attention but in the end I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. I mean, it's probably going to be the most fascinating offseason story leading up into the draft until the draft actually happens. Once the draft happens, and I think it goes completely away, but or are they give him some sort of extension to clean up some of the the cap money. When you think about his cap, you know, looking at 2021 at 36 million, another 40 million in 2022. therefore, but you smash all that together. You extend him out. You give him another, you know, five-year deal worth of $300 million or something crazy like that. Then Aaron Rodgers is sitting tight and cool, and now Aaron Rodgers has gotten him right where he want him. The thing that they have to do in Green Bay is understand, from an organizational standpoint, why the frustrations have set in why Aaron Rodgers may feel the way that he felt after that game. Maybe you address some of the issues by getting him some offensive skill positions. Maybe you get him another tight in end, another receiver to pair him up with the guys that he already has, another young high elite type wide receiver. and And so it'll start to kind of make it feel like you're trying to build something around him because time is going to be running out very soon. And then on the flip side of things, if he so desires, wanting to go back to California, if that's the place, whether it's the Rams or the 49ers, what does that entail? Where, what, you know, you would—it's almost like you would be stupid if you're the Green Bay Packers to uh, to have that happen. I would do what he needs done exactly by getting the players to help him win.
1: You use the word stupid, team president. Again, Mark Murphy, we're not idiots just wanted to reiterate same that. thing <laughs> right, idiot
2: yeah. stupid dumb whatever you however whatever words you would like to use to describe that jay jay i want to uh,
0: go ahead Zuby, i'm sorry no go ahead. i was gonna say you give this man whatever the hell he wants i mean he's in a position of leverage and especially you know listening to the pat pat mcafee show the other day hearing him talk it, it seemed i took i took away from it like just this series of undermining that happened with him to a degree right with Jordan love and him kind of talking about that and him talking about losing to Tampa Bay and how he felt at the end of the game. And I think right now, if we're playing a game of chess or a game of poker, Aaron Rodgers is in a position of strength. Look, you weigh all your options. Of course. I want to be like a Tim Duncan. Of course. I want to be like a Michael Jordan. I want to be here for my entire career, but I'm not going to speak in absolutes because who knows where this industry can take you, which it puts them, it spins people around and says, hey, all right, what are you going to do to make sure that I am happy with the position I'm in and with the direction we are going as a franchise?
2: You drop a a few breadcrumbs along the way. Exactly. And it gets the attention of the front office. And, of course, he wants to be in Green Bay, but if they're not going to do everything to try and win all the time by adding players and doing those sort of things – then you sit back and you think, well, you know, what what's the point? I could waste my time in California doing this. And so mm. I get where I get where he's coming from, but he ain't going nowhere. I mean, it's a great offseason conversation, right? Deshaun Watson dominated the the first three weeks of this conversation's at the end of the season. Now we're gonna get Aaron Rodgers in the mix for the next several weeks. And that's kind of what it is, Zubin.
1: There's no doubt about it. Jay had sort of referenced some of the legends that Aaron Rodgers brought up during his usual Tuesday appearance on the Pat McAfee show, the idea that he could be a one-team, one-man guy. It has crossed his mind, but so has something else.
3: There's times where you let your mind go to maybe, I'm going to be a Packer for life, or I'm I'm going to be like a Tim Duncan or a Jeter or a Kobe and play with one team my entire career. I think naturally you dream about that. I mean, that's kind of like a dream scenario. And I've talked about that for much of my career. I think, you know, when when they drafted Jordan, it was more just like the reality kicking in, going, hey, that's actually never the case. There are no absolutes in this business. And I think it, it's a beautiful thing to sit with and to and to wrap your head around. And I did. And, and I got to a, a beautiful place about it. It doesn't mean that that's not still a reality. I think that's the only reality is that there is no absolutes in this business. I just reiterated that after the game, and I get it. Some people are like, well, you just threw 48 touchdowns and probably going to win MVP. Yeah, I understand that. But, again, there's no absolutes in this business.
2: He's right. There, There is no absolutes in the business, and anything can happen. We watched Joe Montana get traded, right? I mean, hmm. like, as kids. It was like, damn, Joe Montana got traded after winning many Super Bowls, We've watched LeBron James go from team to team. We've watched uh, Tom Brady leave the Patriots when you never thought that that would ever, 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 ever happen at all. And then, you know, now you're looking at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the guys move around. It's just the, the nature of professional sports, especially when you don't win at a clip. You know, here's a guy that's gone to five NFC Championship games and appeared in one Super Bowl. Think about it. He may never get back to an NFC Championship game again. What if that happens? Then what will we be saying? What is that narrative about Aaron Rodgers? Oh, well, you know, man, he was really good. Oh, man, he had a laser arm. Oh, man, he can run. He can do everything. And then in the end of that, Jay, you know what they say? Oh, damn, man, you know he only won one Super Bowl.
0: You, only, you know that's, what they, that's always a caveat, Key. He's only won one. He's only won. He's
2: only won one Super Bowl. He was really good. Oh, what a waste! Zubin, you—they wasted his
1: talent. They wasted his talent in Green Bay. You think he wants to hear that? You think he wants to hear that? He right now he's played in as many Super Bowls as Rex Grossman in the division. You think he Jeez. wants to hear that for a second? Oh, I mean, Zubin, but can, 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 can we can we drop
2: get, get it out of my stomach though? You just hit me right in the stomach with that one. It's early, can, Zubin. Can, can we, we drop this readable, man? The
1: green juice, whatever you got going on. <laughs>
0: Can we drop this man a wide receiver in the first round, though, for the first time in his career? Can we do that?
2: Well, can you get more help, right? It, may ne- it doesn't necessarily have to be a receiver in the first round. It could be a tied-in in and free agency. He can go get a receiver in free agency. How great would it be to just say, you know what, we're going to sign Allen Robinson, and we're going to spend money on Allen Robinson, and we're going to redo Devontae Adams' contract. Mm. That's when you start to feel like, you know, okay,
1: this is what we get getting ready to do. Yeah. The only thing I would say there is, to me, the Packers have always had a measure of, and this goes to what happened with the drafting of Jordan Love, just a reminder, no matter how great you are, no matter how much of a flick of the wrist and effortlessly you throw the football down the field, this is our team right this is our team they got sick and tired of Brett Favre dangling the franchise basically saying i'm going to decide on a whim when i wake up tomorrow morning whether i'm coming back or not they dealt with that for years and in some small measure of a way even though Aaron Rodgers is 37 and still not close to retirement they saw what the franchise when you give the franchise to the quarterback and let him control everything what happened they should play Jordan Love then
0: <laughs> good luck with that
1: yeah look yeah, they should play Jordan Love. But let me – you guys are laughing, but there's no laughing at this. They – if they really felt like Aaron Rodgers ran the team, like you guys said, they wouldn't have had the guts to, no, draft, they they do, to wanna, draft Jordan Love. they don't want
2: to give him the they power. They told,
1: we run the team, yeah, absolutely. bro. Absolutely. You don't. Absolutely, Zubin.
2: That's mm. why they should pay, play Jordan Love. Go right ahead. It's your team. Do what you want to do with your team. Right. I dare you. I'm just saying. You know I dare you to play Jordan Love. Go right ahead. Pull that same move that you did with Brett Favre. Pull the same move. We're, Poker tired move of, we're, we're tired of your mess, Aaron Rodgers. It's your team now, Jordan Love.
1: Obviously. Go right ahead. Obviously, that's not the case because of what Mark Murphy said yesterday, that we're not idiots. But the drafting of Love is an indication that don't, don't-
2: – That's a bad indication. But I go. We got
1: a break. Okay. I get it. Bad
2: indication, though.
1: Can't be a power grab too much. That's all. Greeny immediately follows us today. Today, Mike, speaking of the Packers, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he'll talk to one of his great pass catchers over the years, Greg Jennings. Nick Saban will also be on the show from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin right into Greeny weekday mornings here on ESPN Radio. On the way, why LeBron and Brady have chances to cement their legacies this year. But what ties the two together?
0: What Thomas Edward Brady has done in his 40s just flat boggles my mind.
2: How can you just put on another jersey and wind up in the same situation, which is another Super Bowl appearance?
0: This is Keyshawn J.
4: Will and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space For no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and
5: patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Keyshawn J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Courtesy of Greeny, and when you really add it up, it's hard to argue, right? They were road warriors throughout, and as a result... The fruits of their labor gets them the first home Super Bowl. But awaiting them is, of course, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. If you're a big baseball fan and wondering about the fallout from nobody going to Cooperstown, Buster Olney is going to join us here in a little over 20 minutes. But, you know, Key, it's not just Tom Brady that's facing an incredible task trying to run down another championship. LeBron the other day publicly said he was inspired by Tom Brady, and he's got another amazing task in front of him, because if he wants to get another NBA title, he may have to go through the Nets. So think about it. Brady trying to cut through the greatest offense we've seen with the Chiefs. LeBron, maybe in May or June, trying to run through the greatest offense we've seen in the NBA with the Nets, especially if the early returns are true on how the trifecta looks, it's another parallel between two guys that have openly been in a mutual admiration society.
2: It, it is. It's fascinating to see. Um, but that's those guys' goals. They want to continue to dominate the sport, win championships, bring hardware home. And, and you know, when you look at LeBron James, I think the, the, the thing for him is he's got, in my opinion, a somewhat of a harder opportunity a a harder way to go for that opportunity because he's got to get out of the the West got to get past the Clippers you know and whatever else is in the West to get to the East and then run into potentially the Brooklyn Nets or whoever comes out of the East where when you look at Tom Brady and you look at his career throughout his career the teams the teams that he faced early on in, in the Super Bowl, some of those teams, was his team was dominating on defense. Then the middle of his career was all terrific time. So about one and a half of those Super Bowls was attributed to the defense. Then all of a sudden, the five or six that he's going to get now is all time. Now at the end, well, this isn't the end, but it's the end basically because it's the end of his career. He runs up against a Patrick Mahomes. So now that becomes hard. Almost like LeBron going up against Brooklyn, and or I keep saying Brooklyn's gonna come out of the East, but who knows who comes out of it? But we all, I think Jay will would say, is probably the Brooklyn Nets. So when you look at that, it's it they're looking at each other, or LeBron's looking at him to basically motivate him to push to get to that next level to be at the pinnacle of what it is in the, to be in professional sports.
0: And I will give you another parallel key. You know, you have Tom Brady, who a lot of people, in, you know, consider to be the greatest of all time. And you have Patrick Mahomes that's trying to take the torch, right? Not trying to be from the scenario where, hey, this torch is being passed. Patrick Mahomes is trying to take the torch, saying, you are the old dynasty. We are the new dynasty coming into effect. And then on the NBA side, if the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets do reach there, you have, A guy like LeBron James, who's trying to eclipse that great dynasty from Michael Jordan to try to be the greatest of all time. While you have Kevin Durant, essentially kind of like a Patrick Mahomes in a way saying, no, like, I want to take the torch from you, LeBron. This is the new dynasty over here in Brooklyn. It's just interesting to me, these high octane offenses that both of these guys will have to go through. And for Tom Brady, you know, just you said it before, Key, the greatest show on turf, but this is. This might be the, the most high octane offense the NFL has seen in the history of the game that Tom Brady going to do, and he's going to once again do this just like he did it the first time, based off his defense, but still having to be surgical in the process.
2: You know, Kansas City they, they do have a great offense. There's no question about it. But those Ram teams with that with Tory Hold and, and big play Tory Hold and Isaac Bruce and Azakeem and Ricky Pro and, and Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk. The Kansas City Chiefs don't have a Marshall Falk on the field. I don't give a damn what nobody say. And, and so when you think about that, Tom Brady beat them before, but that, that offense was just ridiculous, right? That offense was just crazy changing the face, changing the game, so to speak, about the way people approached it from an offensive philosophy in the National Football League. And then when you look at it for LeBron and Tom Brady, the, the fascinating part about it for me, though, Zubin, is that both of those guys change jerseys and they go to championships. Like I joked before, you take Tom Brady and drop him in Jacksonville, up, uh, they'll be the, the favorite team to go to the Super Bowl next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, the parallel is there. Look, I would just lastly say that the Bucks had the second-longest playoff drought in the NFL. We all know that. Brady got there, boom. They're in the Super Bowl. The team with the longest playoff drought in the NBA is the Sacramento Kings. They haven't been in the playoffs, I'm sure, Jay knows, in 14 years. If you put LeBron James, if you put the King on the Kings, they would be contending in the West. I mean, they just won't. I don't
0: know if they would be if
1: contending you put the King, in the West. I'm with you, Zuby.
2: You no. put the King. No. You put the King in Sacramento. All of a sudden, they'll be they, top five team in the West.
0: I don't know about not in man, sack. Man,
2: come on, not man. Not in
0: SAC. Come on, man. Come on, Stop. Man. Stop. Not in SAC. Hey. Not in sack.
2: I know, but see, here's what you got to think about though, Jay. Think about it though, Jay. Think about this. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Think about the calves before he went back. But that was in
0: the east. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter. No, it doesn't. Key, the east. Not letting you do this. The uh, The east was exponentially worse. The West is still loaded to this day. I'm not. Uh, I'm Come not going to say that the Sacramento Kings would be in position to win an NBA championship or get to the Western Conference Finals. His,
2: fir- his first year, his first year in LA, prior yes. to him being hurt, they were cooking. Yes. And think about that the- team. I understood. But think about that team in LA with King James with his fir- when he first went there. They were cooking until Christmas when he got hurt. In three of the four
1: years that LeBron wasn't on the Cavs, they had the number one pick in basketball.
2: Did you hear that from Three Evan? of
1: the four years.
0: Did
2: you he hear that He goes to the from
1: Kings, Evan? they're the Kings.
0: That's all I'm saying. What do you mean he goes to the Kings? They're the, they're what the Kings
1: of the NBA. They, win, they, they are competing for an NBA title if LeBron James is on the Kings. Yes, I agree.
3: No. I
2: absolutely agree. I if completely. Kevin Durant, and if Kevin Durant went to the Kings, they're going to be competing for an NBA title. So you're
0: just saying drop LeBron on this current Kings roster and they're going to be competing for an NBA championship, which means to me you're getting to the Western Conference Finals. That's what you guys are saying. On this current roster. Yes. I'm not talking about Bill No.
2: Yes. I, I say that they would be competing for it. You drop Kevin Durant or LeBron James in there they will be competing I, for I'm an not, NBA title. doesn't not, mean I, that they're going to come out of the West. It just means that they're going to be competing to get out of the West. All,
0: right now, all, and it's not even close. All I would pose to you is right now, at 36 years old, he's averaging career low in minutes played. If you're putting him on the Kings, he's going to have to do exponentially more, which means his minutes will have to increase, but, which will only ensure injury for LeBron James at this stage of his career. But if you career. put
2: him on the Kings, more guys are going there. And you do realize the I'm not talking is,
0: about that. I'm just talking about with this current construction and, of their roster.
2: And you do realize, Jay, that his minutes are low because they just stopped playing basketball a month ago.
0: Yep, no, he, he, but actually he's like, playing at he's playing at a, a career level, man. He's, he's no, the I'm, MVP frontrunner right you now.
2: You mentioned his minutes. And I'm saying to you, his minutes are low because the dude just stopped playing basketball a month ago. He just won the NBA title, took two weeks off, and had
1: to get back in the gym. Maybe I
0: just can't see the Kings be a contender. Maybe that's just him. Be quiet, Jay. We got a break. All right, go to break.
1: Hey, I'm just here to read the promos, but here's a suggestion. Maybe that's the poll question this morning. Can it happen? Just simple. Could LeBron take the Kings to the brink? Could be easy. Could be easy. And by the way, Mark- Can
2: LeBron take them to the brink, and can Tom Brady take Jacksonville? Okay. That's all I'm saying.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's an NBA topic that most people are interested in. They said it couldn't be done. We finally found one. On the way, you think all the conversation and chit-chat between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is nasty? Wait until you hear literally what is going on between Jared Goff and the Rams.
0: That's a fact that's obvious that Jared Goff's a Ram in this moment. That Jared Goff is gone. I don't know where he is. I don't know if you can find him, but he isn't the guy that's shown up for this team throughout this season. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next.
5: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet?
1: Big story out of Major League Baseball is indeed no players elected to the hall. We'll talk about it with Buster Only, our baseball insider, in six minutes. And give you the bullface names that are on the docket to be first time in next year. Huge names on the way. We'll talk about it with Buster in six minutes. Huge story from the NBA here. Karis LeVert, cancer on the kidney. He had a physical when he was part of that huge James Harden trade, and if it wasn't for that trade and getting a new physical with his new team, it may not have even been detected. He could have been playing with a cancerous mass on his kidney undetected. Thankfully, it was checked out, diagnosed. He will remain out indefinitely, according to his new team, the Pacers. And the Lakers, who are off to the best road start in franchise history, which says something considering how great the franchise has been, they got the Sixers tonight, 7.30 Eastern on ESPN, and they got the Celtics Saturday night. The Lakers are 10-0 on the road this season, as I mentioned, and Jay has said Joel Embiid is right there as an MVP candidate. So to see the King on one side, whether he's with the Lakers or the Sacramento Kings, and then see Joel Embiid on the other will be great. By the way, what adds to the great Lakers' 10-0 start? Sixers are 9-1 and one at home. Tonight's game in Philly should be really interesting to Ooh. see which streak continues. SportsCenter brought to you by Capital One. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts and an app that lets you bank anytime, anywhere, choosing Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Cue Taylor Swift or Charles Barkley if you've seen the commercial. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Well, of course, he came within four quarters of doing so just a couple of years ago, but things have obviously gone in the wrong direction for Jared Goff, according to many. And how about uh, general manager Les Snead? They're using the beautiful mystery line that Aaron Rodgers popularized a few days ago. Mysterious situation here for the Rams. I want to get into it. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Okay, so here's the deal. Jared Goff Went in there, playoff game, Rams game, dozen days after having the thumb surgery. He's got the money. He's got the extension. Seemingly, things are moving in the right direction. He's got a Super Bowl appearance under his belt. He's only 26 years old. That's not a bad list of accomplishments for 26. But here's the boss boss. Rams general manager, Les Snead. Just another reminder, as Aaron Rodgers has told us, there's no absolutes in the NFL.
0: Oh, Jared Goff's the he's a
2: he's a Ram right right now. So what's the date? <laughs> okay, January twenty sixth. I mean, that's that's a fact. That's obvious. Is your golf's ram in this moment? And I said it's way too early uh, to speculate the future. That's a beautiful mystery.
1: Key, you have a lot of real estate in L.A. That basically says to me: <laughs> rent, don't buy. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Key. I can't. I just, damn.
2: Well, this is this is the second time. That we've seen since the end of the season for the Rams that somebody within the front office, meaning head coach Sean McVay and now general manager Les Snead has commented on the team as well as Jared Goff, but not endorsed the quarterback as the guy for the future. Kind of leaving their options, so to speak, open. Um, Doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good, but I think when you look at it, Jared Goff has had a mixed career with the Rams. Started off with Jeff Fisher, not so great. Sean McVay comes in, they do well. Then they go to the Super Bowl. But what Sean did is, it's it, he he had training wheels on him early on. Turned to the sideline, I called the play right before the the twenty fourth. Uh, right before the clock ran down, they snapped the ball. Boom, go. Boom, boom, boom. Then they took the training wheels off of Jared Goff, and he didn't have Sean McVay kind of helping him along the, the way of changing plays and doing things within his headset before they cut it off. And he kind of teetered along. So he's been a solid quarterback, but he hasn't taken the $130, $40 million step. He hasn't done that yet. And I think when you look at it, it's starting to become frustrating to Sean as a coach because he could be a coach killer mm. if he continues mm-hmm. playing this way and if you continue to play him. Uh, John Wofford kind of gave them a different perspective, I would say, because that was the first time that any quarterback in the regular season went underneath the center for Sean McVay because that was the first time Jared Goff missed any time. And now you see something different that you start to like. It's like, man, if we – you know, maybe if another guy was in here, we may be able to advance because Jared's not playing well. Now, in the last couple of games of the season, as you mentioned, Zubin, yes, he had thumb surgery. Doesn't matter. He still he, – he played. Mm-hmm. He played. And he holds the ball too long. He doesn't go through his reads and his progressions the way he should. There's a lot of little different things. This is the most pinnacle time this offseason for him in his NFL career, is going to be this
0: offseason, whether he's a, with a Ram or another team. It feels like he's on the cliff key, and Jared Goff standing there looking at the edge, and Sean McVay and Les Snead is like, if, if this opportunity comes, we're kicking you right off that cliff. You, you're out. Bye. Man, I hope he got a
2: parachute.
0: <laughs> I mean, he needs, He'll he land on his feet somewhere, because I think he's serviceable, right? But, I mean, a, a couple of things. Number one, Snead used uh, the opening and closing line that said the future – is a beautiful mystery. That's interesting. I think I've heard that before. A-Ron, Aaron Rodgers, okay. And then I, we have scenarios like it, Jalen Ramsey even going to IG key and actively pursuing Deshaun Watson.
2: What do you – you got you to put me up on the, the IG that – what, do we lose him?
0: He, yeah, he, oh. put out, he put up a post mm-hmm. which said, hey, sure looks like an L.A. walk to me or something along those lines when Deshaun Watson, it was just a picture of Deshaun Watson in New York, saying like, hey, we're open for you to come here. It, I think that just speaks volumes when you have, granted, they're both represented by the same agent, David Mulgetta, but I, I think that speaks volumes about where not only the head coach sees you're starting QB and Jared Goff, but also your teammates. When your teammates are actively saying, hey, to the public, I want to have Deshaun Watson here because Jared Goff, at the end of the day, he's serviceable, But we got here because of our defense, and Jared Goff isn't getting us over the hump to where we want to be as far as winning championships.
2: You know, the interesting thing would be if the Rams really made a play out of Deshaun Watson, what that team would look like with Cam Akers at running back and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Everett tied in, the young Jefferson at the receiver and Aaron Donald and those guys, Taylor Rapp and the defensive side of the ball, Brockers and those guys, what would that team look like with Deshaun? Now, we know Les Snead in the front office have made bold moves before figuring out how to just burn up their draft capital to go get somebody that they feel will help the team win at all costs. It'd be interesting. I'd love to find out if Les Snead is even thinking that way. He'll never tell me, but...
1: Fellas, I want to do one thing I normally don't. Can you really just quickly, I just want everybody to listen to this, and obviously, look, we talk for four hours a day on the radio, so sometimes extemporaneous thought just goes out the window. But guys, just throw up that that audio bite from Les need that we just ran coming into this segment. Just run the first four seconds. I want you to listen to how much difficulty he had saying that Jared Goff is his quarterback <laughs> right now. Again, it could have been a slip of the tongue, but if we can pop this up, just let's listen to the first four or five seconds. Listen to this.
2: Oh, Jared Golf's—he's—he's a, a, he's a ram right,
3: right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, just look—that's th- all you need to hear. That's the only thing you needed. The way he said it, the choice of words he used. I mean, again, could have been a slip of the tongue. I'm no, sure he, that's a question. He took he was a second, right? He
0: took a <laughs> second. I mean, that pause in between—he's—he's—he's—he's a—he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a ram, right? Right now. I mean, that's the second to actually he, he could have changed the course of what he was saying, Zubin.
2: He uh, it asking. was the audio Zoom call, man. It, it messed everything up. He didn't really mean to say that. <laughs> it, it was a pause in there because it was scrambling around a little bit, staticky.
1: All right. Um, last thing before we get to Buster only here, because there's some really interesting baseball news this morning. Um, I think Sean McVay, obviously the youngest head coach, when hired in modern NFL history, he's gone to the Super Bowl. They made it back to the playoffs this year after missing it. Uh, the season in between that Super Bowl appearance and this year. Part of his ascension, to your point, is that he got out of Jared Goff with Jeff Fisher and nobody else had been able to unlock at that point. At this particular point, I mean, think that's fair?
2: No, no, I'm just saying, no, I'm just like, I'm thinking what you're saying out loud in my mind because I was out there and I seen it firsthand. I'm like, geez.
1: Now for McVay, he was able to unlock him. Is part of his ascension and the part of us looking at him as the brilliant coach that he is, is getting him to unlock starting, it again take
2: him to another level was starting to wear off though right. that mystique of the boy wonder coach is is starting to wear off fair enough and part it, of it, Goff- and, and, but yeah. you're not going to get me fired right. that is his thinking you know at some point it's like i'm not if i keep dealing with you my house will be up for sale
1: that's what i wanted yes. to say you said it okay
2: yes if i start if because i continue to give you the information to retain and you can't retain it Because you go out there and you put out performances that doesn't work. I gave John Walford the same information that I gave you, and he performed in a small sample size. So it ain't me.
0: It's you, clearly, and you're not going to get me fired. Key, it leads one to think, right, if John Walford could be that guy. But there aren't a lot of quarterbacks on the market, with the exception of Deshaun Watson or maybe Matthew Stafford, that I would say, okay, that can – Elevate your team. It makes you think if it's not just the play in the field, is there something else going on? Well, like, there's something else big going off season on. For him. Exactly.
1: And there's no doubt about it. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. You look at it, you're right. The two guys were tied at the hip. Both went to the Super Bowl, and both could obviously say, You can't get there without a great quarterback. I made this guy into a great quarterback. This guy made me into a great quarterback. It's all been there together. But as Key said, it could be a little separation happening. We'll see. It's a fascinating story. Another fascinating story, Major League Baseball, the baseball writers yesterday said nobody will enter the hallowed hall of Cooperstown later this year. And for more perspective, we bring in the ESPN baseball insider Buster Only. Buster, just that statement I just uttered. What do you make of it?
6: Well, it doesn't surprise me um, because uh, I think that, you know, there's a a group of writers, about 35 to 38%, who have made it clear what their feeling is about Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. And just to be clear, you know, I stopped voting uh, about six years ago because I was concerned about how, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame was very, in my opinion, passive-aggressively handling all the character questions. Um, And I voted for Bonds and Clemens before I I, I stopped voting. But you could see the the storm clouds gathering for Bonds and Clemens, who now have only one year left of eligibility on on the writers voting. And of course, everything that was going on with Kurt Schilling with his presence on social media and a lot of his tweets. And so it wasn't a surprise that nobody got in.
1: Buster, real quick, just for the rationale for the listeners, why did you vote for those two guys?
6: Uh, well, my feeling is I think you have to look at players within the context of their times. And the fact is, is that the sport was absolutely saturated with PDs uh, during that time. And the only reason why Bonds and Clements have cut more scrutiny is they were the best there were literally thousands of players, minor leagues, major leaguers, under MLB's uh, baseball's umbrella who were using. And there are already (laughs) players who've been inducted to the Hall of Fame who were PD users, and I've been shocked at how the baseball writers, uh, a chunk of them anyway, have uh, essentially deemed themselves morality police.
2: Buster, now you said with that being said, obviously those guys were – at high performers prior to any of the PED stuff, is it because there's a vendetta against them on how they dealt with the media in in some people's minds that vote how they were treated?
6: I, Key, I don't think that's it. I, I think that only because their cases got so much attention. PEDs, you know, bonds. Uh, All the attention that with the Balco case and leading up to when he passed uh, Henry Aaron as the all-time home run king, Clemens, you know, was in the Mitchell report like Bonds, uh, making the the appearance before Congress. Uh, I think at that time a lot of writers, because those two guys were getting so much attention, um, decided, you know what, Uh, I I'm just not, I'm going to hide behind the character clause which, by the way, the words are believed to have been written by Kennesaw Mountainlandist, who was a segregationist who worked to keep uh, African-Americans out of baseball. Um, you know, writers hid behind that and decided they weren't going to vote for Bonds and Clemens, again, despite the context that I talked about with the sport during that time.
2: So when you look at Kurt Schilling, he has to be removed off the ballot in his final year. What do you make of why he felt that way?
6: Well, um, anybody who follows him on social media knows uh, his feelings about the media. Uh, I, you know and having worked with Shill on Sunday Night Baseball, it doesn't surprise me, you know his level of anger, feeling that you know the writers really aren't qualified to judge him. And that was part of the note that he wrote to the Hall of Fame that, in a'm paraphrasing here, that he really feels like that you know he would respect the judgment of his peers on special committees. Versus where the writers are now, I think there's precedent for the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, next year's shill, Schilling's last year on the ballot. Um, I suspect they will probably tell Schilling, "Look, we're not going to change our process for you. Nor just as we wouldn't change it for any other player. Um, you know, good luck to you."
0: Buster, does this damage the long-term health of the sport?
6: I don't. I don't think it damages the long-term health of the sport, but I do because. You know, baseball fans absolutely revere the history of the sport so much. They love the numbers, they love the stories. You know, they love going to the Hall of Fame. But I do think the Hall of Fame needs to take more leadership on this issue, and I think the baseball writers need to force them to do that by basically saying, "Look, you know, we're tired of being, uh, uh, you, you know, basically taking the bullets for the the Hall of Fame when it comes to the questions of character." You know, the, the Hall of Fame puts Manny Ramirez on the ballot, despite the fact that, you know, he was suspended twice by baseball, uh, you know, they put other players, ours, who've been suspected of domestic violence, the PD users, they need, there needs to be a declaration from the Hall of Fame about their feelings about whether or not these players uh, satisfy the character clause. If they're going to use the character clause, the writers shouldn't allow themselves to essentially take all those bullets for the Hall of Fame. They should force the Hall of Fame. Look, do you want these guys in the Hall of Fame or not? Give us some direction. If they don't, the baseball writers shouldn't be doing the voting.
1: And last thing for you, Buster, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, David Ortiz has been affected by all of the talk. Alex Rodriguez has been affected by all of the talk. Both are eligible to go into Cooperstown next year, along with guys like Mark Teixeira and Jimmy Rollins. That's a bullface face list. But considering the way the voters have treated the three guys we just talked about, how do you size up Big Poppy and A-Rod?
6: Zubin, I wrote in the fall of 2016 that the writers better get ahead of this and they needed to anticipate how they were going to handle David Ortiz's case because there was a story in the New York Times about 13 years ago that Ortiz was on the list of of players who tested positive in 2003. Um, And so if they were going to have this standard, which I made clear I disagree with, if they were going to have this standard of any player tied to PEDs, Was not going to be considered for the Hall of Fame. Uh, They had to anticipate what they were going to do with Ortiz. The fact is, you know, David Ortiz is someone who's well liked, uh, and I'm going to be really fascinated to see how the writers who voted have voted against Clemens and Bonds. um, You know, will handle the Ortiz case because if they don't vote for uh, you know Clemens and Bonds while voting for Ortiz, it's total hypocrisy.
1: I couldn't agree with Mm. you more. Buster goes in further detail in a piece that's posted right now on ESPN.com that says, popular poppy will be an important Hall of Fame litmus test. That is the headline that we'll be talking about likely one year from today. Check it out right now. Very complicated case with David Ortiz. Certainly as beloved as much as Schilling is reviled by many. Buster, thank you very much. Great to be with you this morning.
2: Buster. See you guys. Go Dodgers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, I'll tell you this. Here's the indication. So we talk about Bonds and Schilling and Clemens. Each guy has gotten progressively more votes every single year. That's sometimes one thing that's not brought up. You need 75% to get into the Hall of Fame. That is the threshold. This year, Barry Bonds got an all-time high, 61.8%. This year, Schilling got an all-time high, 71.1%. And this year, Roger got an all-time high, 61.6%. 61.6%. Schilling is there. He's over 70%, but it does appear the numbers have plateaued for these guys, but it's important to note that even though these guys are reviled by many, each year after year, incrementally, their numbers better. are going up. They're not going down. They're going up.
2: Yeah, they got to get to 75. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> it's going to be very difficult. A long way to go. <laughs> for all of them to get there, and apparently Schilling's already taken himself out of the mix, and right now, percentage-wise, it says that he would have the best possibility. All right. This morning if you were with us early, we sparked a big time debate, right? You put Tom Brady on any team, he could win a championship. And then oh. we said, you put LeBron on any team, he could win oh. a championship. Even the 6 and 10 Sacramento Kings, you weigh in. Could the King do it with the King next? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming,